if I can see. Sorry. <laughs> we have three different, five different mics here. It's a weird position, but I'm just trying to make use of the space here. Okay, we've got five books. Jai Maa 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 Jai
section by the description of the, by the Bhagavatam's own this, uh, declaration is that Krishna enact Bhagavan, although Bhagavan, behaved as if a human child, right, uh, in order to show all learned people, right, including us, and, uh, that even that absolute truth becomes subjugated by the love of his devotees. So this is a very, ultimately a very, very, very sublime thing. Um, actually, if we think about it, okay, and then the story, it's about how, how, how Mother Yashoda, in the story, a simple cowherd girl, you know, she's not just a simple cowherd girl. She has a backstory, you know. Who, she, who, can, who can be a mother of God? Right? Being God is big enough. To be God's mother is <laughs> oh, even a more uh, uh, bewildering position. Right, you know, uh, she's not so. How a simple cowherd, unsophisticated by uh, us, the city folk here in Laguna Beach, right? Uh, uh, exactly uh, what our friend Igor calls the uh, the godless philosophers of Mathura, right? This is the equivalent. Of Vrindavan in Vrindavan there were the simple villagers, and in Mathura there is this, these these. Uh, Orbally sophisticated, <laughs> uh, uh, godless philosophy. Through their philosophy, they think they can hold. But he's showing. Lila says he's showing even to those philosophers that he becomes subjugated not to their philosophy, not to their knowledge, not to their austerity, to the devotion of simple-hearted devotion. And then the story also got told how um, uh, even a more simple, if we can use this language, uh, uh, um, uh, tribal woman uh, gave him some some. Uh, 
fruit, fruit set filling, and there was a miraculous interaction. She got the highest fruit. So this is actually, in one sense, very simple stories, right? You can't get more simple than the childhood past. It's not even like so bewildering, like lifting up Gorbin on Hill. These are very simple, devotion, sweet stories. But with a very high, how the, how that highest truth, how the highest knowledge, how the highest being can be as if comprehended, can be thought about. This is building. The Bhagavatam will build, actually, through thousands of verses and, 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 and you know, so many chapters and leaders, building philosophical knowledge, stories, Sankhya, Vedanta, uh, difference between body and soul, so many things have been described, the gunas, creation, again and again and again to teach us. So we can, so we have to, we have to, if, if we think, not everybody has been here in all, all these years, but we've gone through a huge amount of education. If we have to think what we've thought, what we've talked about, what we've read, what we've thought about, right? And now he's, now the author is saying that these simple childhood leelas, where they're making Krishna dance for him, right? It, that is the purpose of the whole well, Krishna's incarnation, which is the jewel of, the crest jewel of the whole story of the Bhagavatam, is to show that, that to people who have all this education, that through devotion you can capture God or control God. Of course we can't capture God or control God. He's the controller. And last week there's a story where a line that says that they're making Krishna dance like a wooden toy, like a puppet, I guess, right? Swami Omananda uses this term wooden toy, right? And he quotes a, a, a Tulsidas, I want to be a wooden toy in the hands of, of, of a... Ram. Uh, but here, Krishna is being made to act like a wooden toy. Right? But, and it pleases Krishna to see his devotees be so pleased by making him act like they want. Very mysterious. But actually, Krishna is in control, not the gopis. Right? Although, Krishna is doing what the gopis want. They're in control. But Krishna is in control. Right? So they're the wooden toys. They're the wooden toys thinking the action that Krishna is doing to the gopis is making them think that Krishna is acting like a wooden toy. There's many things, you know, we, we, we can... And this is setting things up to sweeter and more uh, advanced leelas, ultimately peaking with the rasa leela and the rasa theology, where the inconceivably high uh, conceptions and the type of union and devotion with God that we can't easily describe uh, are, is going to be described. So it can be very easily misunderstood. And it's set up in the Bhagavatam at a very peak moment, kind of hit in the heart of the Bhagavatam. Takes, even if you're reading it from beginning to end, it will take a long time to get to it, or to speak of years and describing it and teaching it and meditating on it. Even just to read it straight would take seven, on the sixth day maybe you'll get to it, you know, 20, reading it many, many hours a day. Bhagavat Sapta tradition. But it's it's just reading it doesn't mean we can under, we can describe it and I, you can read it we can hear it and I can describe it and we can oh that's beautiful we can understand it but we can't really understand it the gopis couldn't understand it right you know uh, the rishis can't understand it. even said that even the rishis can't comprehend it right and so we have to be a little uh, humble I'm not quite sure how I'm studying because what I want to talk about isn't this but this is a springboard. It's still a springboard because as we go deeper into, the, into these stories and into this uh, 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 reality, it's actually, this is, it's, 
it's not the simple village girls of, 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 or the village, simple um, cowherd girls or the simple um, uh, tribals. It's the most advanced topic, right? The hardest to understand, the hardest to catch, right? And it requires, like we know, the story says, all the gopis, they were rishis in their past life. Right and and Yashoda herself was a uh, and 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 Nanda were um, and, uh, and Nanda Maharaj were great yogis who did tapasya in order to get this understanding or this experience right so we read it and think oh well you also understand it to see how simple the gopis were by simple devotion Krishna becomes controlled by us as if mm-hmm. right and then we get and then a few pages will keep getting get story gets sweeter and sweeter and finally we'll finally we can get to Kaswami's been reading for years, and we finally get to, to, to the Rasagri, and now I can fully, you know, it's like, we can read it, but we can't understand it, right? It's not that easy to understand. It requires, to use Sri Ramakrishna's language, tapasya. He said, actually, that with these eyes we can't see God, right? With these fingers, with this hand, we can't touch God. With this mind, we can't think of God. He says we have to have a new, he uses language through austerities, through practice, through refinement, through sadhana, uh, through years of devoted practice, right? The heart becomes pure, the body becomes pure, the mind becomes pure, and then we have new eyes, right? Krishna says, when, when, when Arjuna wants to see the universal form, Krishna says, we can't see me with these eyes. Here, I give you, what is it, divya chakshu, right? I give you divine eyes. So with those divine eyes, he had the universal vision of Jesus, of, of, uh, of um, Krishna. Krishna, Jesus himself, you know, it says in, 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 the, in, in, the, in the Gospels that, in the New Testament, I'm not sure in the Gospels, in the New Testament, or later another book in the New Testament, that if uh, with these eyes you also can, with, if your eye be dual, your body should be full of dark, with a single eye, if your eye be single, you see, it's a different way of seeing, a different perception. And so Thakur said you have love eyes, right, love senses, love touch, love tongue, love ears, right, so these ears you can't hear, right? You can't hear even hear the mantra properly with these ears. With these eyes, we look at Ma, right? We don't, we, we, we see her. She can't be more obvious, except maybe, I mean, an open-eyed vision of her chasing <laughs> you around with a sword. Maybe that could get, get your attention as more, but here she is, she's obvious, right? You don't, I mean, she's right here in the temple. Everything is designed to focus our attention, right? And we see her, but we don't really see her, right? Uh, 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 uh. Although we really see her, we're only seeing her. Of course, we talk about this a lot. We're only seeing her, but we don't can't really see her. So similarly, we we reading these stories. We uh, it's we have to be humble to know that they're beyond our. These topics are beyond our, at present comprehension, right? So our Guruji Swami Omananda, he says very often. He says sadhana is only has only one purpose. He says not the and Swami Turiyananda pounded on this, Thakur's disciple, he says, God has never been attained by japa and meditation. Because God's got something to do, he's God. Right? We can't buy him a certain amount of japa and you get God. Right? You can buy you can buy rice and milk at the store. You can't buy God. God vision. Doesn't work this way, right? But he also said without japa and meditation, nobody's seen God. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's not the japa and meditation that made them see God. Right? So what is, what happens in japa and meditation, other aspects of sadhana? Is that we purify? It says uh, Guruji said that the the purpose of sadhana is only manas shuddhi, mm-hmm. purification of the mind. But we would expand that because by mind the the yogic conception of mind is bigger than 
in, in the Western idea, we have it's the mind, the heart, the intellect, the sentiments, the body, the soul. You know, we use that language purifier. It's to, it's to purify ourselves. What happens when we're pure, if we can use uh, whatever that means right now, then Thakur, Sri Ramakrishna used a beautiful <coughs> uh, example of a magnet and a needle. Right? A magnet is, by nature, a magnet draws a needle. Right? It's automatic. Right? So what happens if the magnet is not being drawn to the needle? There's two main uh, uh, reasons that I can think of, maybe more, but I can think of two we talked about the other day. What are the reasons? If a magnet is not being drawn, if a needle is not being drawn to the magnet, what's, what's the cause? Anybody can guess a couple causes? Backwards, the polarity. That's yeah. That's getting to, that's that's too uh, uh, scientific. Yeah, something actually being turned away from it, right? That's one thing. If you're not looking in the right direction, will be pulled, right? So you have to be. So what's the way to correct that? You you have to turn it. That's something. Mm-hmm. So that's could be an aspect of sadhana, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, 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 Jesus said, "Repent for the kingdom of God," or John the Baptist said, "Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand." And many people have used that verse. Right, as a clobber verse. See, be careful, it's, the end is coming. Doom is coming, you better turn around. Right? It could be something different. And yogis have, I mean, there is uh, 700 different uh, distinct denominations in, the, in America of Christianity. Right? Each one holds their view correct. Thousands of different views, but 700 registered, more than 700 uh, registered forms in America. Right? Each one looking at these verses in different ways. So we're also looking at these verses, right? The disciple of Sri Ramakrishna looked at these verses. I first heard this, I mean, I, growing up, you know, I heard this biblical verse, a famous verse. Right? We read the story and, um, and, uh, and see the story on TV. But I remember Ramakrishna Nandaji in, in, at the yoga center in Costa Mesa. He says, actually, at hand is right here. Right? It could have been, we can superimpose, we can understand historical thing, the kingdom of God, this was a apocalyptic worldview of the early uh, uh, early Jewish community during the time of Jesus, that may be. But let's look at it, how do we, how do we interpret it? At hand is right here, right? And repent means to turn around, right? I'm just jumping off your, <laughs> your, your own thing, you know? You turn, so turn around is like, he's right, we're looking here and he's right here, right? So that's, that's a, a very, uh, rather than a, 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 something horrible is going to happen and you better be ready. Repent for the kingdom of God's at hand. That's not. That's one way to think of it. Or, God's kingdom is here, and that goes along if in, into the uh, that beautiful verse in the Gnostic Gospel of Saint Thomas, that says the kingdom of God is already upon the earth, but men see it not. Mm-hmm. We don't know how. And actually, we if it's already on the earth and we don't see it, we're actually seeing it then. But we don't know what we're seeing. We don't know how to see it, right? So one thing is a turn. Another potential of a, of a magnet not being drawn by a needle is uh, uh, that it's far away from, the needle is far away from the magnet, right? And you see, as soon as you bring it a little closer to the magnet, immediately, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll pull itself towards the magnet, right? That's another option, right? And the other one, which is the one Takur often used, he says, if, if it's encrusted by mud, right? You can be right next to the magnet, and it doesn't seem to be pulled towards it because of the mud covering it. Covering it's maybe, I don't know if, I don't know enough about magnetics, it's, it's probably still being pulled, but it's not moving. Being pulled and not, not moving. So what do you do? So sadhana, right, could be, turn around, face, face, 
face uh, face it, or by repeated practice and 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 and, and sadhana and coming to the pilgrimage and holy company, we get close, right? Uh, satsang means so, so so we get close to the magnet. We sit daily a little bit, you know, and and sometimes we think we, meditation is a big word, right? But we can sit near a ma. We can sit with God in our sadhana. Right, may not may, maybe the highest stages of meditation, dharana and dhyana and samadhi mentioned in the in the yoga shastra. Maybe that's these are just ideas. We don't know what they mean yet, right? But we can sit with ma, sit close to ma, upasana, right? That's one of the meanings of worship is to sit nearby, right? So then you get, you begin by sitting near. Then you you'll feel and you happen. We in holy company we feel an awakening, a pull towards God, right? So that's the important part. And then also the wash the mud. If you wash the mud, immediately the, the needle. You can't say immediately the needle is drawn. The needle is always drawn. It's the nature of a needle to be drawn to a magnet. The nature of a magnet to pull the needle, right? It doesn't need to do anything, but you. But there are things that seem to be stopping it, right? We call that sodom. I mean, at the re, the cleaning of that or, or the correction of that uh, situation, we, we call that uh, sadhana practice, dharma. So many things, ways we can describe it. So, so that so devotion, real de- devotion, is not something extraneous, and something we have to attain, or some or we sometimes we use the language of attainment, we use the language of development, right? But it's it's okay in the world that's we're just looking in the dualistic world. We don't know how else it's, we're just describing ways to think about it, but they're not correct exactly. We have to be a little careful how we use it, actually. In the pure, if the mind and heart are purified, means the mud is removed, naturally devotion will come. Attraction towards God will come. A longing for God will come. A longing for liberation in Vedanta, right? Mumukshu and things like, uh, like things like that, you know? Strong longing for God, for liberation, for devotion, for union, for salvation, for whatever language uh, we use. Freedom. Uh, 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 so you don't have so in a purified heart, longing for God happens automatically, and then Tucker would say, that, and where there is longing and devotion, God stands self-revealed, right? That's in Vedanta we say like that, where you think it, you, you purify the mind and heart, the mind perceives God. If you perceive God, then there's no what else it, the God's attained. Brahman is attained, God, Brahman is realized. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so sad, the purpose of sadhana, the purpose of, of, of and by sadhana I don't mean just like deliberate practice of, of japa and meditation and puja and pranayama and asanas and uh, these type of things. It, uh, we'll use, we'll begin to define sadhana a little bit bigger. Um, uh, uh, and how what its actual place is in in, in, in in the Hindu tradition you would say or the Sanatana Dharma tradition. We use that, that language also. Um, because it's not that we have to say, oh we're verified we can I can easily say, oh, and I can say for myself and then superpose it upon you. We're all very far away from God realization. We're our minds too impure, we haven't developed purity, we're full of selfish desire. And that could be like you know, we've been told that a lot. <laughs> you know, maybe it's because we're born this way, or maybe it's just the way we are, and you know, whatever. That that that's not what's meant, right? Actually, 
วิอ uh, uh, uh. of the, 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 the big statements there's not in, in Hindu term Vivekananda when he, in his opening talk of the Parliament of Religions he coined the term from the Upanishad he translated the term from the Upanishad Amrita Putra right and he said he said children of immortal bliss that's his language right and he said oh let me call you by I forget the exact quote but call you by this noble name or this beautiful name right and he says uh, I will never call you a sinner Right, it's a sin to call a man a sinner, a standing libel on, on I forget the exact bad. It's a, the mo, one of the most famous uh, little uh, quoted things, but it's a, a libel on human nature, on the divine, on, on divine nature. So it's not we're, we're actually the soul is intrinsically divine, right? The the magnet nature is to be pulled. It's, it's not a, it's not the magnet's not being a bad. I mean, the needle is not being a bad needle. Bad needle. You're not being drawn towards God, right? It's not like that. It's just there's dirt on it, <laughs> right? What to do? You know, it's like life in the world is a little bit complicated, <laughs> right? And karmas get complicated, and we get distracted. Just the nature of, of the external of the world that we sit our situation we're in, and we get bewildered and get distracted and covered like that. But we are intrinsically divine. Intrinsically, uh, devotion is natural. It's our and our spiritual longing. Realization is our birthright. It's our nature, right? It's not something that oh, I'm bad. I don't have it. No, we do have it. You just have to uncover. So how to uncover it? Then becomes the question. So I was thinking about this. We sometimes use. I was thinking about dharma, uh, uh, um, and without the foundation of of sadhana, the foundation of spiritual life has to be dharma. And there's a movement in the bhakti tradition to. Bhakti is more important than dharma, right? And that's also true. The goal of dharma is the the goal is bhakti in the devotional tradition, or the goal is realization, samadhi, in yoga, realization in brahmagyan, in in vedanta, like this kavalyam in 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 sankhya. We can use you know salvation in certain religions, nirvana. In other religions, whatever the language, we have a a goal. Um, uh, I forgot how I was going. <laughs> I I talked myself. I talked myself into a circle. Got <laughs> uh, uh, my point. Excuse me. Oh, dar- thank you, thank you, Dharma, Dharma. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Dharma. Uh, 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 uh. So. That is a goal. So all the rules and regulations and like uh, scriptural principles and 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 restrictions and and duties and all the ways we can define dharma, right? Is one of the definitions is duties, right? That's like, oh. yeah, right. The liberation is the opposite of that, right? Freedom, not obligation, right? You know, uh, 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 uh. so. So freedom is the goal. Devotion is the goal. Union is the goal. Ecstasy is the goal. And the devotional traditions, in the exuberance of the saints and the mystics' realization, they leave dharma far behind. Right? Dharma was a foundation. They jumped from once you've built, once you've jumped, then the foundation can be left behind. You've built something on top of it, right? Or jumped off of it, right? You put up a ladder. You know, you got the ladder and you jump over. Right, the ladder. You don't need to hold. No, no. I, I have to follow dharma. I hold on to the ladder. Right. So, 
but there's a danger in those traditions. They, there's a backlash or a, 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 a medicine. There's a, a you take medicine to the same result. Side effect. side effect. There's a side effect of this, right? The side effect is that sometimes our emotional zeal, right, with a little ego attached to it, right, we lose track. We, if, if it's separated from Dharma, it's a very dangerous because then you're jumping off a ladder that doesn't have all its legs, then it's a dangerous jump, right? And uh, we've used this line before, it's the way I think about this very much, is that there's foundation, and if you build a building without a foundation, you're building an accident, right? Not a building. A building will fall if you don't build a, if you don't build a foundation properly. What to speak of no foundation, even an improper foundation, not a strong foundation. So sometimes a, build, a good building is more foundation. We build something here, Half the time it is putting a good foundation. The building comes quickly. The foundation is good, the building comes quickly. So here, so there's other movements that have, have, have tried to con- reconnect dharma and bhakti, right? The, the emotional excesses and flights and, and, and reveries of, of, but also ground, because what happens if it's not ground like that, then you have somebody who's like, oh, that's just God. I have to love God. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what I do, right? And then it becomes, it doesn't matter who I hurt. You know, you know, you can see how it can easily, it doesn't matter what I say, right? It doesn't matter what I post, <laughs> to use the modern, modern language, the new, <laughs> the, the, new, the new system, right? Uh, 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 who I insult, right? Uh, 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 you know, so that then, because, because what all that matters is I love God. That's true. All that matters is you love God. But it also matters, it's, you, you know, it actually does matter what you say, what you post, what you, what you do, who you hurt, who you help, who you feed, who you steal from, if you steal from. These things actually do still matter. Because the, uh, a purified, a devotion comes in a purified mind and heart. And so if you have all these symptoms of an unpurified mind and heart, and, then you, and, you, and you show the devotional feeling or expression, then you have to think that there's some mismatch, a building without a foundation. I don't know if that's a real thing, right? Exactly, there's no such thing as a building without a foundation. It looks like a building, but it can't be a building. Buildings have foundations, right? And so, uh, so verse that I, I, I still remember, I had this little pocket paperback, not a very attractive thing uh, of New Testament in high school, right? And there's one line, it's like, wow, right? It says that he, I think, one of, like John, the second book of John, I forget, it's one of these little side books, I remember, and it says that he who says, he loves God and hates his brother or his neighbor, I forget what it was, know that person is a liar. So that's a, that's a very big statement, right? That means that there is, the two have to match, right? Says, I love God, but I hate people. It's, it's something, but you know, something we, we may not like people, but you can't. But hating is not a symptom of, of love of God, right? And we've quoted this uh, uh, the Sufi mystic uh, Rabia, one of her famous. She there's only three four uh, um, uh, verses that have been left by her. Most likely, she composed so many things, but only a few uh, fragments are 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 left. One of which, Swami Chaitanya quotes this a lot, where I learned it. And somebody asks, Rabia, do you love God? He says, yes, I love God. He says, do you hate the devil? He says, no, I don't hate the devil. That we learn, love God, hate the devil, right? That seems to be like a, an appropriate place to start with religious, modern religious life or ancient religious life, right? He says, why is that? He says, oh, because 
in love of God, God has removed all hate from my heart. Right? So that's, it's like, it, that didn't exist in her mind anymore. Right? So that's, I think, a very, to me, that's a symptom. He who loves God and hates his neighbor. What's it, he who loves God and hates the devil is a liar. You can even use that to use Rabia's <laughs> a standard. It's a high standard. Right? Such mystics, uh, uh, they embarrass us. <laughs> Shouldn't shame us, because we're not. But they, we're a little embarrassed when we compare ourselves to the standard of such saints, right? When we, when we read the mystics and saints, and uh, uh, it's a long, long. Uh, so, <clears throat> so we use this term dharma, we and and and, and the like. So what is and and there's a movement now to reclaim supposedly the original name for Hinduism, Sanatana Dharma. Right, the eternal or universal religion, right? And I also like this name. Hinduism has it. Hinduism is also not. Hinduism also is historic. I mean, we know it's an external given. Uh, claim is that it's given by the, by outside people who mis- people on the other side of the rivers. The Sindhu mispronounced Hindu, and that, that's also true. That's historically like that. But doesn't mean doesn't mean it's not a good name. The group, the, the beliefs and religions traditions of that area is called Hinduism. Or the religions of the Sindhu or the Hindus, right? And even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Chaitanya Charpani, he's described the Muslim religion and the Hindu, and the Hindu, he uses Hindu religion to describe, right? So it's, it's, but, but we have to think what is it meant by, that's just a, a word we can use a word to describe anything, right? So it's not, I'm not against the use, it's a convenient uh, word, right? So people like Sanatana, they say it's the original definition, but the thing is, Sanatana Dharma is not the original definition of Hinduism. There's no original definition of Hinduism, I don't think. Right? Hinduism is very complicated, it's a very vast and contradictory and multifaceted tradition. Right? But within Hinduism, whatever we call that mass of belief that came out of the fertile plains of, 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 of the Indus Valley right? and moved into the Ganga Yamuna plain, we can describe that, that group of ideas that's, that's not... That's that there that isn't Christianity, Islam, Jainism, Sikhism, and, and Zoroastrianism. What's left, we call that Hinduism, right? Uh, uh, that's okay, that, but within that, there is Sanatana Dharma. The scriptures do use the term. But not everything within the religion is, used, is described as Sanatana Dharma, right? So Dharma, we have to understand what Dharma is. Dharma is an untranslatable word, not a one-word translation. Many translations are necessary. Many words are meant. So dharma sometimes means religion, dharma means righteousness, live dharmically, dharma means duty. In a modern, Hridayananda uh, 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 Maharaj, when Hare Krishna, Iskan, Sanyasi, he, he, in a very modern way, he says it's, uh, dharma means justice. And that's, also, that's a very modern idea, like social justice. That's dharma also, that's not an incorrect, it's part of the, the spectrum. I don't think it's the original use, because the idea that aspect of the idea had not developed, developed in modern times, a modern conception, right, of rights and justice, right, but that's also within the realm of dharma. I think the ancient world had, was more the duty side rather than the right side, but that's been unpacked as the age has unfolded and, and, and culture has changed and developed in its own way. Um, uh, uh, dharma. So, with, so there, there is there is uh, 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 things that are described as sanatana and so what, what's meant by sanatana dharma I, I, what I was remember thinking about this this morning is the last two three days it's just been I've not really prepared 
I've just been mentally musing, so it's not like I, I, this verse, I've translated these verses, I want to read these verses to you and describe them like I usually do. Right? This has just been in my mind a little bit. And maybe it's the time, right? It's a very um, unsettled time in the world and in America, so maybe this is our way, my way of inter internalizing uh, our an appropriate dharmic response to the situation that, we, that the world and our world seems to be uh, uh, adjusting to adapting to. <clears throat> um, uh, how do I say? Um, oh, so a verse came to me. I say, oh, I remember Yudhisthira, and this is back in, I think, in, 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 in Skanda 7. This is a long time ago. And I tried even to listen on our, our, our podcast Right, to listen to it last night, but because of the fire and all this, and we had all kinds of dramas, like, I think I heard three minutes. In my sleep, maybe I learned something. I heard my old talk <laughs> from many years ago. I don't remember. I don't have the original, my original translation. It was too long ago, you know, and I couldn't, and I didn't, I slept. I, I, I uh, super subconscious read it, you know, <laughs> into my, into my. Uh, but the Yudhisthira asks about Dharma to um, Narada. And Yudhisthira is known as Dharmaraj. He's an incarnation of Dharma, right? Um, there we go. Can we switch lights? Okay, I think this one's losing. Um, and so in it, I remember, he asks, because Dharma, I said, there's no one word. It means duty, it means justice, it means uh, 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 principles, it means righteousness, it means... Uh, um, all kinds, religion means all these things, but it's used many ways, so we have, we call, we have, what's the different ways we use it, we sanatana dharma, we say yuga dharma, right, the religion of the age, or the principle of the age, we say um, varna ashram dharma, this is the duties, or principles, or uh, guidance for the different varnas, and ashram varnas are, the, um, the, which badly translated as caste, the, the, uh, that of the brahmanas, the chetras, the Vaishas and the and the, and the um, uh, sudras. Then there is ashram dharma in the varnashram, which is what the uh, the dharma of a student or a brahmachari, the dhar dharma of a grihastha. There's a dharma of uh, of a vanaprastha, retired forest dweller, and the dharma of a sannyasi, right? So that's a question. That's and that's he asks, what's the dharma of a sannyasi? What's the dharma of a brahmachari? What's the dharma of a brahmana? What's the dharma of a chatriya? There's the dharma of parents. Right? There's a dharma of children to their parents. There's a dharma of kings. There's a dharma of subjects to their kings. Right? You know, so there's lots of things. What do we mean by dharma? Right? So he asked, tell me about sanatana dharma and tell me about varnashram dharma. Right? So he's making a distinction. And you do think Hinduism is varnashram dharma. That's the most common thing, is the duties of, of, the, of, of stages of life and, 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 the, and the sections of society. Right? Each one with its own rule. But so I just I found it. Uh, so you just here ask, and he says, uh, I'll read it. Uh, so he asked, you just here said, O worshipable one, speaking to Narada Muni, I wish to know about the eternal religion, or here the translation of Sanatana Dharma, of man, together with the practice of the life according to the laws of Varna and Ashram. So he's asking, tell me about Sanatana Dharma and Varna Ashram Dharma. Right. Usually we think Varnashram Dharma is the thing that def most defines Hinduism, an external practice and an ancient practice. But he's, not, he's saying they're not the same thing. Right? 
So, so Sanatana Dharma is the eternal principle, and one of the definitions, which we'll, we'll, like that, we'll, I'll say it later, uh, about the eternal religion of man, uh, man, together with the practices and ways of life according to the laws of Varna and Ashram, by means of which we can attain knowledge and devotion. So both of them, the goal is to attain knowledge and devotion. Right? You are the son of Brahma, and among his sons, the one noted by, for austerity, uh, practice of concentration, perfection, and spiritual communion. The saving truth is known only to holy personages like you, who are devoted to Narayana, and who are endowed with universal benevolence and perfect tranquility of mind. Already many things are described. Right? This is not a class on these verses, but this is like, he knows Dharma, both Varnashram Dharma and Sanatana Dharma. Why? So his quality is that he loves God and hates his, hates his neighbor, is a liar, hates his brother is a liar. So we see hating somebody is not the sign of somebody who knows Sanatana Dharma, right? Uh, so he says, you, what are your qualities? You know the saving truth, right? You are no another than Brahmagyani. You know the Supreme, right? And you are endowed with universal benevolence. These are qualities. Uh, perfect uh, 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 and tranquility of mind. Your uh, 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 austerity, practice of concentration, perfection of spiritual communion, I mean samadhi, and uh, uh, benevolence. Narada said, Saluting that supreme being, the birthless one, the teacher of the world, I shall expound to you the, the eternal religion of man as I heard it from Lord Narayan himself incarnating himself by a part of his as Nara Narayana, the son of Dharma Prajapati, by the wife by his wife Murti. He is to this day living staying at Badrigasham, performing austerities for the good of the world. So he says, first I, I worship Narayana and I'll tell you about Sanatana Dharma, that he's saying and, and Dharanashram Dharma, what I heard from my guru. Now Narada Muni usually don't think of him as having a guru. He, his, I mean, he, he did, he, he had a spiritual awakening due to taking some prasad in the previous life of holy men. And in this life, he woke up, he had a vision, he went into the forest to do austerity, and he had a vision of Narayana. And wow, imagine, you get a little bit spiritual awakening, you do tapasya, and you get a vision of God. And God tells you, you'll never see me. In this life, you won't see me again. Right? As the ecstasy and the absolute agony. But, remember, purification of heart leads to spiritual awakening. That longing to see him again, the pain of separation completely washed the mirror of the, of the, of the mind or the heart or washed the needle of the soul or the heart. Uh, and so in his next life, he was born basically a rishi. But still formality there. His guru, according to the story, is not a Narayana who lives in Badrikasham. Badrikasham is a place you can go to Badrikasham in Himalayan. So Badrikasham is considered to be a, a, not just that. Like, you can go to Kailash and you won't see Shiva. With Parvati, you know, there's Kailash and there's Kailash, and there's Badrikasham and there's Badrikasham, right? Where Narayan is still doing tapasya, and Narayan is a very mysterious uh, 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 being. He's Nara Narayana. Nara means man, and Narayana, you could say, is the Lord of Men. There's, there's more significance to his name. So it's God and man. So actually, not, we are all Nara Narayana, right? We have our human nature, the soul, individual, and and Narayana, Nara and Narayana. So, in other words, by his own practice, his own purification, this knowledge came to him. Maybe he went to Badrigasham and these two sages taught him this, right? Or by his own meditation, these things, by his own practice, by his own realization, these teachings came to him, this understanding came to him. The worshipful Hari, the supreme embodiment of all divinities, is a source of Dharma. This is a very important line. Hari is a source of Dharma. 
and we'll come to this later. There's a verse in the in the um, end of the Vishnu Sasaram that says the same thing, that the flourish of Dharma is Achuta. And we'll, we'll understand, hopefully we'll get to there. If I, I mean, I've really talked in a circle beyond what I thought. But um, uh, he is the source of Dharma. Also, what has been given to me by men of spiritual illumination, establishing the supreme truth, is considered as authority. Another statement. People who have realized the truth, their statements are authority. Right? People who have realized the truth which means Hari or Achuta in this text, right? They know Dharma, right? The, the authority of the we always say, what's the script? What's the ultimate authority in Hinduism? Or it's not in the Dharma, like it's the Vedas, right? But what the Vedas? I, I, I mean, I, I've I've sat for a few verses here and there of the Upanishads. I haven't read the Vedas. I went to school for this. Right? <laughs> I'm on a raised platform speaking Vedic truth, right? The Vedas are almost incomprehensible, right? We have the gist of the Vedas in, in, in the Upanishads, the essence of the Vedas redescribed in the in the in the Gita. So we, we have our access, and then but the sage, the Vedas describe the truth that's realized by sages, right? So that's so whatever is in the text, the the, the realization of a rishi, a realization of a saint, right? That is non, that is authoritative, uh, established uh, principle. We'll get back to that. By the practice of dharma, man attains. So, what's by the practice of dharma, man attains peace. Or people, humans attain peace, right? So, this is one of the symptoms. And you can see a lot of religious practice does not bring us peace, right? Even religion very rarely brings us peace, right? The, the sign real dharma brings peace, right? The practice of the following thirty virtues and disciplines is the common dharma of mankind, which brings on man the grace of the supreme divine. These are, so here's now, this is not Varnasha. The next chapters for many pages is on Varna and Ashram, right? The ascetic way of life, the Brahmin's way of life, the household way of life, the, uh, the king's way of the royal way of life. It's, it's many, many pages, hundreds of verses. And we skip some. Actually, the sections on, on, on Brahmacharya and, and Sanyas back there, I skipped. Now, I find them varied because I read them all the time because I'm supposed to, whoa, like a mirror. It's like, whoa, no, it doesn't quite look right. You know, <laughs> this, is our, this is our standard, right? Right? But we spoke mostly on Grahasa because this is our audience primarily is Grahasa. So the beauty and sublimity of Grahasa Ashram, the duties and principles and aspirations uh, and glories of the Grahasa life, we try to describe. Although I have no immediate experience, we can describe the text. But he, before doing that, he mentioned his definition of Sanatana Dharma. And Sanatana Dharma is eternal, but also eternal, me also, eternal means many things. It's unchanging. right? And unchanging also means Everywhere, everywhere and every, every when the same. Right? So another thing, that means, unchanging means always the same, always relevant, always applicable, meant for everybody, no matter what the stage, no matter what the stage of life, no matter what the job, no matter what the family entanglements. Right? So I'm just going to read his list just to give a little gist of this is, sanat, this is Sanatana Dharma when we use the term. According to Narada, uh, Narada Muni, spoken to Yudhisthira, who himself is an incarnation of Dharma. First one, Satyam. I don't have a Sanskrit here, but I remember some of them. You know, some of them are. The first is Satyam. Satyam, compassion, daya, uh, uh, tapasya, austerity, uh, uh, shud, purity, um, um, I think it's the tiksha, forbearance, viveka, discrimination, uh, control of mind, control of the senses, avoidance of inflicting of pain on others. 
interesting unfolding of this term. It's a himsa, it means a himsa, but not just don't not killing another, not causing harm. One uh, uh, continence, brahmacharya, charity, scriptural study, integrity, contentment, service of holy men, gradual withdrawal from works and rituals with selfish motives. Most of our work we do, we discuss this today in our class, right? Uh, we work what's called uh, sakama karma. We work, Gita, this is the language of the Gita, Krishna uses this language. We work for, um, we, work, uh, uh, we work with selfish intention, right? And then we do worship also with selfish intention, right? Ma, I'll bring you this, I, I, I promise to do this for you, I'll bring you this coconut and you make sure my, I get a job. And Ma thinks, oh my God, I really want a coconut. <laughs> this is how, if you think about it, it's a little silly in a certain sense. But this is natural. Ma wants us to. Actually, it's good that we come to Ma with a coconut, and she'll see. Oh, my boy is giving me a coconut. I should give him a job. <laughs> Maybe we hope, right? But it's 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 a gradual uh, development, right? Slow by little. That we cannot help work with a little bit of attachment and expectation, and we can't. We worship also with attachment and expectation, but slowly, slowly. If it works, you get, our mind gets purified. And part of the thing that gets purified is selfish expectation. This is also a sign of washing the mirror or washing the needle. Preparation, um, preparedness to meet failures of plans and face disappointment. It's also very interesting. Avoidance of too much speech. Self-criticism. Giving food to other living beings according to as they deserve. Seeing the Lord in all beings. Special pr- Special perception of divinity in man and the practice of the highest way of life resorted to by devoted men consisted in hearing, hearing, singing, remembering, worship, saluting, dedicating all one's actions, friendship and complete surrender, all done with reference to the Supreme Being. This is called Nava Bhakti. Shravanam, uh, Kirtanam, what is it? Um, kirtanam, hearing, chanting, hearing, remembering. What is it? Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam. Uh, uh, like this, right? Uh, uh, befriending, worshipping, like this. That's uh, introduced by Prahlad in, uh, in the text, but here again mentioned. right? <clears throat> Special perception of divinity in man and the, and the patience and the practice of the highest way of life resorted to devoted people consisting, in other words, filling the mind with God, worship, seeing God in man, the self in man, Including this man, your own man, your own person, right? Uh, uh, if it's all be, it's not all beings except me. All beings, Yadevi Sarvabhuteshu, including you, can start where we are, right? But in all, so that's the thing. Is like the God that we're worshiping, the God that we are trying to realize, the God that we want to love, have union with, be saved by, all the different languages disappear into, you know, uh, whatever the language of our of our of our, of our aspiration, right? That same being is in everybody, right? So the thing, one who says he loved God and hates his brother is a liar. Not possible, right? So similar, so that's a, another place in the Kapila in the Kapila Gita. There's five main chapters, brilliant teachings of Kapila Muni to Devahuti, his mother, right? Uh, 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 and one of the, I think, it's a, an ignored verse in the Bhagavatam. Swami Raghunathananda, he was one of the great presidents of Ramakrishna. He pounded, he, he this way he took a big highlighter in the world and kept everywhere he went. He he spoke on this verse, right? Push it forward. It's been a forgotten verse, now it's pushed it forward. And he says, after a very elaborate, complicated <coughs> description of the nature of reality, of Sankhya, 
and purusha and prakriti and our duties and how to separate purusha and all these separate and the purpose of matter and the purpose of ritual and the purpose of images and of yajna. Very, I mean, in, I love the Kapila Gita. That, those were, I don't think we recorded them in a way that we can upload them, but I remember those were my, my that's when I really got excited about the Bhagavatam describing them. I got used in that. Right. But then he says, but actually, all your worship, all your yoga, all your mantras, right, all this that you're doing does not please me. <laughs> this does not please me. <laughs> all, this, all this does not please me. Right? If, but, if, but if you fail to see the God inside other people, your worship does not please me. That's him speaking as Sri Bhagavan Uvacha, Kapila speaking as incarnation of God or a realized being in that, la- in that voice. Right? The God that we're all worshipping, whatever religion is saying, all your worship, you can do puja perfectly, mantra perfectly, kirtan beautifully, right? you know, go on all pilgrimage, give good money in, 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 in charity, serve sadhus, like, all this is good. But if, you're, but if you're not seeing me in the hearts of others and trying to alleviate their suffering and give them some honor and some service like this, and love and affection, whatever, I'm, I'm expanding, the verse is very terse, right? That's why it's easily ignored, right? That actually I'm not pleased. It's a very big statement, right? He who loves, better said by, by, uh, by, uh, by the apostle, as he who loves God, he who says he loves God and hates his neighbor is a liar. <clears throat> so, and then he goes, then he goes, then he starts, now the twice born, meaning the Brahmin should do this, and the Chatriyas should do this, and the sannyasi should do this, and how they should wear, what they do, what they should, how, what they should say, how to control their speech, all that's given. These are the details of, of, of Dharma. Right? But this is the description of Narada's Muni's description of Sanatana Dharma. This is applicable to everyone, everywhere, even now here. Right? So, so if we lose, we can get very caught up in Varnashram Dharma, in Hindu Dharma. Right? I'm a Hindu. Right, I'm a Christian, and we have to we have to defend, we have to protect this view in, in, in our legal system, or you know whatever the thing is, right? But this this is the important, and these things are not things that can be legislated, although societies have the right to try to adjust to them. That's natural in life. You know? <coughs> it's part of living together and trying to make sense of all this. These are actually all these these are all these aren't the things you can tell people to do. These are things that have, that we have to do. Uh, tendencies of the heart, corrections of the heart, development of the heart. These are all ways to purify our own mind and heart. Uh, um, in the Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in his Shri compares, Keto Darpana, right? That the mirror of the heart should be wiped clean, right? It's not like we shouldn't scream, wipe your mirrors clean. The problem with, with people is they have filthy mirrors. You know, that's true, but it's not, that's, that, that doesn't fix it. Actually, that makes your mirror really dirty, screaming that. Right when you're like, uh, 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 because actually, and so, I remember uh, uh, um, that uh, um, uh, Radhana Swami he spoke at Shivananda Ashram in Rishikesh, right? And and they asked him, uh, Swami, many years before he met Swami Chidananda, the great saint disciple, uh, Swami Shivananda, and Swami Shivananda, Swami Chidananda asked Radhana Swami, you please speak on this. This is my favorite verse. And this is uh, the first, uh, this first verse of Chaitanya uh, Shastika, especially this line, right? And then he came back, and that I don't. There's no recording of, but th- that's a, a there's a photograph of that meeting, right? He spoke like that. And more recently, it came on YouTube. He was in Rishikesh, and he was asked to speak by Swami Bhimalananda, the successor of Swami 
Chidamna is the president of the Divine Life Society. He says, Guru Maharaj, you like this verse? And so I'm asking you, again, please speak on this verse. So that we have a recording of it. Right? And he says, oh, it's also my favorite verse, I remember. Right? But I remember it really it was a big revelation. I've talked about this before. It was a big revelation. Because I've we've given the talk on that. We've also talked on this verse twice. Once with the once without Sanskrit and once with Sanskrit, <laughs> with Nagusian translation. One was a little more careful, deeper, deeper uh, uh, thing. But I missed this point. So he says that the mirror of the heart should be wiped clean. So what do we think by, by this? When we when we wipe the mirror, when we wipe the mirror, he says that that what we see in the mirror. Of course, by a, a clean mirror, we see clearly in the mirror. But what are we seeing clearly in the mirror? When we look in a mirror, we see ourselves, right? Of course, a dirty mirror, we can't, the way I really thought of it, it was how I spoke on it, in a dirty mirror, you don't see anything. So you clean the mirror, and now you can see clearly. That's the purpose of the mirror, to see something. But I think missing, Maharaj pointed out, this, missing the point. He says, what we're seeing is our reflection. We see ourselves in the mirror. And if you see your, your reflection in a dirty mirror, what do you see? A dirty you, right? You know, it's like, that with, with again, all sadhana is manashuddhi. When the mind is clean, everything is clean. Right? You see yourself properly. We don't see ourselves. We see, oh my God, I suck. Right? We look in the mirror, it's like, oh, I'm a horrible person. I have so many desires. I'm not very nice. I have, I have uh, uh, whatever you like. Yeah, we see because we're not seeing the mirror. There's dirt on the mirror. And we see that person in the mirror is covered in dirt. Right? But the person's not coming to, The mirror, as dirty as the mirror can be, the person looking in the mirror is completely unaffected by it. But we, we can't see it. By, so by sadhana, you clean the mirror, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm not so bad after all. Mm-hmm. Right? Actually, the scripture says, like, the soul is described as brilliant like 10,000 suns. Right? That's very different than I suck. Right? And everybody else must also. Right? I'm brilliant as 10,000 suns. And look, oh my God, everyone's brilliant as 10,000 suns. Right? But nothing's happened to you. Only the mirror has been cleaned. And the mirror isn't you. Right? And the reflection in the mirror isn't you, but even the mirror isn't you. It's just a tool to see yourself. The mind is a tool in which we perceive ourselves and think about stuff. But the mind's impure, so we missee and misunderstand and, and then project that on other people also. <clears throat> so, more about dhar- Sanatana Dharma. So, I was so going from one extreme of the spiritual spectrum of the Srimad Bhavatam and Narada Muni and Lord Chaitanya's uh, uh, teaching, we go, we'll jump to the Brahma Sutra of and Shankaracharya's commentary. Right? In the begin in the introduction to Adi Guru Shankaracharya's commentary on Brahma Sutra, he he also defines what is Dharma, what is Sanatana Dharma, right? What is unchanging because he's trying to say that the Brahma Sutra, the Vedas and the Brahma Sutra and Upanishads, these are these are authoritative. Right? This is this is this is unchanging truth. So what does it mean, unchanging truth, right? And what's changing? What compared to that, what's changing truth? So he has to he has to make an argument for the 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 Brahma Sutra to be in that category of an, and the Upanishads, which he mostly spoke about or, or wrote about, to be an example of unchanging truth. So he used so um, uh, 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 and he uses he uses this term, tattvam. Tattvam means truth, right? The essence of something, the truth of something, right? And matam, right? and matam. He's using matam to be like opinion, right? View, right? And opinion opinions aren't wrong. I can have opinion. My opinion can be very accurate, but it's changeable. It's not absolute. I come to it. I can change it. 
And that's a natural thing. It develops my understanding, my view, my opinion. Uh, uh, uh. So that's different than tattva. Tattva, he's saying, is unchanging. He uses this term, vastu, tant- vastu tantra jnanam. Right, what is that? Uh, um, vastu, uh, tattva is vastu tantra jnana. Right, vastu, he, he confers, vast, he compares vastu also to this uh, uh, matam. Vastu, he describes as, um, say vastu, uh, uh, Thakur uses that term also. It's like, he says one should discriminate. I'm just remembering, and our working was uh, talk, trying to understand Thakur's original Bengali. He says you must discriminate. Right? What do we discriminate between the essential and the non-essential, between the substratum reality, the unchanging, and the changing? Right? And he uses the term vastu, well, the same thing. The vastu is the unchanging or the existing. Another way to think that which always exists. Now Vedanta and, and uses a particular definition. We say that you know this book exists. Sorry, I'm not saying not the Bhagavatam. The Bhagavatam eternally exists. That's not what I'm criticizing. But the book exists. This microphone exists. So it's real, right? That's not what's meant by real in Vedanta. It's a, it's a it's a specialized definition, which means that which always exists, right? And and un, it, it's always reliable, right? It never changes. It never comes into being. It doesn't cease to be. So that's the tattva, right? Here called vastu tantra jnanam. That truth, that knowledge, which is pre okay, pre-existing or ever-existing. Or already existing, obvious, right? Um, and then he uses his own Shankaracharya uses words to describe it. And his it's not like verses; it's his dense commentary. So I just pulled some words out. And I'm, I'm very, I'm scared of the Brahma Sutra, right? So it shows you I've gotten a few pages into introduction of Shankara. <laughs> I haven't gotten past a few introduction, right? In my own study of it says, "Kartum akartum ayantaha kartum na shakyate." Not capable of being created, right? And not capable of being destroyed. Not capable of being, being set aside. Not capable of being changed into something else. So that's everything we experience has been created, can be destroyed, can be set aside, and can be changed into something else. Right? That's everything we see. So, so to find the vastu is not that easy. The unchanging truth the, that can't be created, can't be destroyed, can't be set aside, can't be changed into something else. Right, Immut- we use terms like immutable, eternal, unchanging, and there's terms like this, right? So that's the truth being described in the in, in the in the Brahma Sutra, right? According to Shankara, which is, and he's saying this is the truth that's given in the Vedas, right? Especially in the cream of the Vedas, the philosophical cream, he describes the Brahma, he holds the Brahma Sutra, and he compares that to Purusha Tantra Jnana, right? So they have Vastu Tantra Jnana, the the truth that's 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 uh, unchanging. Right, and and therefore, what is it? We can simply discover it. It's already there, right? We don't have to come up with it, right? Create it, develop it, preach it. We have to realize it, right? You know, it's like uh, 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 the example Shankara gives in other places is we've used this example many times because it's the classical Vedantic example of a snake. We see a snake in in a, in a, in a dark night like this, right? In the semi-moonlight, we see a snake coiled, especially in India where there's number one cause of accidental death is still snake bites. So snakes are, are, you look for snakes. And if you look for snakes, you see snakes or potential snakes everywhere. In a world where there's a lot of snakes that can kill you, you see snakes everywhere, even when they're not. Right? That's the nature, right? Of selective uh, perception, right? So you go and you say, oh my God, snake. Right? But actually it's not a snake. It's, it was a rope coiled up to look like, looks very much like a snake, but it's not a snake. As soon as you see it, like, 
what did you do? You simply came to the realization of what's there. Right? You didn't come up with something. You say, oh, I was wrong, now I see it. Oh, it's a snake. It's a rope, sorry. Right? You can't say it looks, it's a snake, it's a rope that looks a lot like a snake, but we understand why we're fooled. Right? You can coil this like that. So, this, so, it's, we call, so then we use language like realization, enlightenment, uh, illumination, perception, direct perception, all these language. We see what's already. Swami Vivekananda said, how long does it take? Realization is a snap of a finger. Twinkling of an eye, and this is a lecture on discipleship, one of my favorite lectures on Vipakananda. He says, how long did it take? The room was dark, now it's lit up. Now you see what's there? Instantly. It can be dark a thousand years. You turn the light, immediately you see what's there. Right? It doesn't take, it doesn't get lit. You could also slowly light a lamp and light another lamp and slowly see it. But even the slowly seeing it is still revealed. It's, the truth is already there. It's not, it's not slowly getting there. It's slowly, you're slowly seeing it. Or you're instantly seeing it. And it's not instantly getting there. You're, you're instantly seeing it. Or you see, it's a, it's a snake. Oh, it's not a snake, it's a rope. Right? Instantly. Or slowly. I don't know, it looks like slowly, slowly. Okay, I see it. I get it now. It's a, it's a, it's a rope. You slowly, but the slow and the fast, and, and, it's not the, and even us seeing us, we can't change it. It's the truth. right? That's what was Vastu uh, Tantragyana. He, he compares that, his own language, to Purusha Tantragyana, right? This is knowledge based upon a person, right? This is another word of saying matam means opinion. People's view, and we have a lot of views, and now it's become habit to scream them or post them or you know, you know, it's like and every possible thing, and view and mature and also views. Not all views are equal. Some are well thought out, it's very subtle. Some are, are are quite foolish and not based on logical uh, principles. You know, you can, that's a whole thing, right? But there, a person's opinion, a person's real view is always changing and not reliable. You can get a more, there is more reliable people whose opinions, and our opinions hopefully can go, get more and more reliable, more and more careful, more and more refined perhaps. But even then, it's just our opinion, right? And we're very attached to our opinion. We're not attached to, the, to what's already there. We're not attached to tattam, we're attached to matam. Right, uh, we're not attached to vastu tantra jnanam. We're attached to purusha tantra jnanam. To use the language of Shankara, in this very abstruse type of. Uh, uh, um. So, Shankara, uh, Adiguru Shankaracharya, he says, Sanatana Dharma is orientation towards vastu tantra jnanam. Right, the the ever existing. That's what I mean. That's the Sanatana part. It's always true. Right, the Dharma is always true. Right, Brahman is always real. Right, and then Shankara, you, thank you, you, you did this one uh, from the Vivaka um, uh, 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 I think, um, of Shankara. This is attributed to Shankara, most likely. Uh, uh, it's considered a, a pretty, act, it's a very great text. If it's uh, most likely the Brahma Sutta commentary, hundred percent Shankara. The uh, the Vivaka Chidamani, like ninety percent likely Shankara. And he says very nice, he says, Sloka Ardena Pravakshami Yad Uttam Yad Uttam Granta Kotibihi. Sloka Ardena, in half a verse, half a sloka, I shall tell you uh, what's told in millions of verses, in all verses, right? All the verses of all the scriptures, all the Vedas, and all the, like, I shall tell you in half a verse. This is Shankaracharya, because he's focusing on vastu, vastu, yeah, vastu on, that, on, on the self-evident, ever-existing, non-changing truth, the reality, right? So, therefore, he can make 
a very tight statement. And this is this is the foundation of his non-dualistic school of philosophy. It's a big it's a big thing. He says Brahma Satya Jagannityaha Jiva Brahmaiva Naparaha. It's a very famous verse, right? Our Guruji, Vishnavananda, he chis- he had it chiseled in, in marble and hung on the ashram. So now it's covered in the bookshelf, I think, but it seems to be hanging right there. A couple of verses of his guru and this verse, right? That's like the, this is the flag of Vedanta, the flag of Vastugya, uh, Tantra Jnana, right? Of Sanatana Dharma in Shankaracharya's perspective, you know. He said, Brahma Satya Jagan Mitya, Brahman, the absolute truth, God, if we were to use theological language, or Brahman, a more abstruse philosophical language, meaning the infinite. That is satya. It is true. By true, I guess meant true and it's unchanging. It's always true. Right? That is always true. So what about everything else? Because we see everything else constantly changing, constantly coming to existence, coming out of existence, becoming one thing to another thing, transforming. So the changing part of it, he would say, jaga mitya, and the moving world, the world is untrue. In this definition. Right? It's not, not true. Not true. I mean, this is real. I can hit you with the head with it, and it can, if I get to it, it can zap me. It's real. But it's not real in this Vastutantra Jnanam, the unchanging quality of it. It's not satya as in not satya in this philosophical use of the term. Right? Brahma Satya Jagan Mityaha. So that's that's a big statement. Brahman is real. This the world changing, the unchanging is real. The changing is unreal. Something like that. Anyway, I'm just rephrasing it. So that's 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 cool, right? But what about us? Where are we? Right? Because we seem to be changing all the time. We're growing, our opinions are changing, our religion can change, right? Our dress can change, our haircut can change, right? Our mantra can change, right? Our views can change, our even our parents can change eventually. Their parents do change in front of us. They're there, and then they're not there. And then another set of parents may come to us. Even in this life, a second set of parents. Or in the next, in the next life, we'll get another set of parents. And we've got millions of parents. Right? Our, our, therefore, our name change, our lineage change, our DNA will change. Right? So what's, what is it that's that? So in one sense, then, we must be unreal. We're changing. But he says, no, no. He says, jivo brahmaeva naparaha. The jivo, the individual, the self... The, the sense of self, I mean the individual self, which is not really as individual, it's individual and not individual both. Uh, Brahma Eva is only Brahman. That's it, Brahman Jagat, Brahman Satyam, Brahman is real. The Jiva is only Brahman, which is, means the Jiva is real. The self is real. What we're searching for is the self. That is, that is unchanging. Therefore, Sanatana Dharma is realization of the self or realization of Brahman. Right? Or Brahman theological realization of God or devotion to God. I mean, there's so many ways, and according to how we word it, the wording may change according, but the essence of it is this is Sanatana Dharma. Jivo Brahmaiva Naparaha. And nothing beyond that. It's not it's not uh, nothing other than that. So who we think we are isn't right. Right? We think we're all kinds of things. But it's saying we're actually satya. And definition of satya is not capable of being created, destroyed, set aside, or changed to something else. Right, so who we really are, so the parts of us that are capable of being created, destroyed, set aside, or changed to something else, that's not jiva, right? Definitely not, that's not because jiva here is attributed to the same qualities, 
maybe not exactly the same quantity, but the same quality of Brahman. And the quality of the Brahman is unchanging, undying. Right? Right? So it's a very... So, so here, a, a, a Sanatana Dharma is this orientation to realize the Sanatana, the truth. The truth who we are, right? The self. The truth of what the self is, which is Brahman. And what is that? The truth, unchanging, undying, right? ever-present, right? And so Dharma, then we think of Dharma, then another definition of Dharma is we have to do, is moral principles, right? And so... Sami Vivekananda says, actually, we don't know where mo- our morality comes from. Most people, right? People say, oh, the morality comes from the, comes from the book. There's rules. This is, it, if it, the book says it's good, you're good. If the book says it's bad, you're a sinner. Or it's a sin. Maybe heaven uh, barring, perhaps. And maybe, right? The scripture, because the scriptures are a pretty good guide. In the Bhagavad Gita itself says, uh, let, let, therefore, let the Vedas be your guide as to what, let the scriptures be your guide, what to do, what not to do. Right, it's not a bad. That's not a bad thing to wave this. The, the, uh, this is the, the list of things in there. But what are those things for? Right, it's the purpose of it is to realize the self, the unchanging amongst the changing. Right, that's within us, within everybody. We say ya devi sarvabhuteshu. Right, Vishnu Namaste Namaste Namaste. We we bow to that goddess, goddess or Brahman or self. Or uh, Ishwar, Bhagavan, so many ways to, according to the, the tendency and, and, and the lineage, right? Which exists where in all beings, right? Including ourselves. And this being in all beings, and not just being. Buddha means beings like you and me, and animals and ants, but in every element. Buddha also means element, right? In every in fire, in earth, and water, and chemical, everything. The essence of everything is that goddess, right? But all those things seem to be changing, but there's something unchanging. We actually have to find. Right, Guru. There's a verse in the uh, in the Upanishad, the Rigvedic Upanishad. I'm, I'm, I, forgive me, I don't remember the exact Upanishad, but Guru used to quote it in English when he, he used to say, oh, he says, "God is only one without a second. That was his only one without a second. Right. <coughs> and so what he was quoting, "Ekameva, ekameva advitam, avityam Brahma. Ekameva, only one, and." Advit, advitium, and without, not, not two, or no second, not dual, right? So his way is only one without a second, or you could say Brahman is only one and non-dual. It depends on how you want to say it. But his, I like, he used to, that was a very big thing, he did it all the time, only one without a second, right? That was his description, one of his descriptions, right? It's only one, so what are we seeing? We've seen the only one. Who are we, who's, not only that, we're seeing the only one, only one without a second. There's no second person. Right? There's no second being. There's only the one being. Right? But then who are you? And who, are, who, who am I? Right? Jiva, Brahma. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Jiva, Brahma, Eva, Naparaha. We're actually also that Brahman. Right? And nothing else. Nothing besides that. But So how is it? So uh, Atparam found Guruji's very nice language. And this is, I mentioned this before, and it's, and it's easy to miss, because he's, but he used, it was a very big thing. So I shall tell you something secret. Right? The in, that unseen power, that was a nice name for God, unseen power, right? And you use unseen power like electricity. Behind the electricity is unseen power that runs the light. You know, behind everything, it's doing everything. That's everywhere doing everything. That's un, unseen power. Shakti or Brahman, 
here described as only one without a second. If he's only one in one second, who are we? That unseen power is plain as the individual soul. Right? Brahman is only Jiva is Brahman, Brahman is Jiva. Right? Or in Buddhism, samsara equals nirvana. They use that term. This is a level beyond discussion. This is at a a realization level. But they use the same language. Right? So, who am I really? Who are you really? Right? It doesn't mean, we can say, I'm Brahman, there's the Mahavakyas, Ahambaramasmi, Tatvamasi, you know. Sri Ramakrishna warned, the Mahavakyas are a little dangerous in Kali Yuga. When we say Aham, I am Brahman. We say I. We don't mean Brahman. Right? Actually, that Mahabhakya is not us saying it. It's God saying, I am Brahman. Brahman is saying, Aham Brahmasmi. Right? And he's the only one, his echo, echo. Like, but we say it, and we mean the mind, the intellect, my personality, Swami Bhajananda has a stick, you know. I am Brahman. Right? And you better pay attention, you know, be impressed with it. You know, it's like that. And we think we're the body. We, we, we say Aham, we think of all these limited things. Because what, what happens in the body, it's capable of being created. It's capable of being changed and, and discarded and, and moved from one thing to another thing, right? Uh, being transformed, I guess that's transformed is probably the right record for that, right? So that can't be the aham, the real aham being mentioned, right? So it's a little dangerous. But I think a devotionally safer view, and I think this is a view that's presented <coughs> and founded many times in the Bhagavatam, right? Is that not that I am God or I am Brahman, although that's true, but it's not true also. Is that Brahman has become everything. Brahman is playing all these parts, right? Or God is playing Kali, is playing all these parts, right? Uh, in 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 the, in the Shakta tradition, right? The one has become everything. One, I am one. It says in the, in the Rig Veda, I am one. Let me become many, right? That's another verse. How one became many, and here we are. That means He's the one looking through your eyes. He's the one listening to me, and He's the one speaking to me, right? He's the one I'm looking in your eyes through. You know, so this is the one we have to see, and the one we're seeing, and the one seeing. It's described as unchanging, one without, one do without a second, right? And what happens when this is realized? It says in the in the uh, uh, um, uh, uh, where would it be? I have a verse I forget. Maybe Mundakya, maybe Mundakya Upanishad, perhaps. It says Sa Eva Mahan Atma starts. This self, right, Mahan Atman, this great self, right, the great self, our great self, right, what's our quality, right, Aja Atma, the birthless self, right, never, never, so that starts like that, oh, when talk, when Swamiji says, oh, children of immortality, right, it means without death, but also means it's anything that's born will die, by saying it doesn't die, it means it does not born, bodies come and go, the self is unchanging, right, this is the language, right, so it says, Sava Esha Mahan Adja Atma. That is describing that great birthless self. What is it? Amaro Amrito Abayo Brahma. It's a beautiful language. Right? Amaro means it's undecaying. Right? Amrito means undying. Right? Or it means nectar, but it means immortal, without death. Amrit, right? And Abayo. And without fear. Right, so, and so and Brahma. So it is. What is that Atma? That great self, right? The, the birthless self. It is that birthless. The great birthless self is also undecaying, immortal, fearlessness, and Brahman itself. And we could take Brahman to be the infinite, or Brahman to be. I mean, it's the infinite, right? It's not just a quality. It's a description of uh, a, um, uh, uh, the name of the infinite. 
अभयम ही वाय ब्रह्म भवतु या एवं वेरह अभयम वी ही वाय ब्रह्म भवतु या एवं वेरह वन हु नोज व्हाट हैपेंस व्हेन यू नो दिस व्हेन व्हेन यू नो द सेल्फ द सेल्फ व्हाट इज दैट सेल्फ द सेल्फ दैट इज ब्रथलेस अनडिकेन इमोर्टल डेथलेस फियरलेस एंड ब्रह्मन इटसेल्फ राइट द नोअर ऑफ दैट सेल्फ द नोअर ऑफ ब्रह्मन यू वुड से दैन राइट द नोअर ऑफ द सेल्फ Self-realized or God-realized, Brahmagyani, right? Uh, it says, "Abhyam hi vai Brahma vatu." He becomes fearless, right? So fearless is what a, the, the the self is fearless. Everyone who knows the self is fearless. The self is deathless. The one who knows the self is deathless. The 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 uh, self is undecaying. The one who knows the self is undecaying, right? So this is. The Upanishads are giving beautiful these verses. Sometimes we, we shouldn't. Sometimes we. I mean, I, I. My nature is to study Bhagavatam and the and the Gita. These are my. These are everybody has like their, the the things that sparkle and that you that you pull from. And also Guruji, my Guruji told me to speak on the Bhagavatam, so I also have some 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 push. You know, I feel like I have some blessing to to describe the Bhagavatam and these stories. But the Bhagavatam and the Gita. The Gita is called uh, um, Upanishad, the essence of the Upanishads. Right. What is this Upanishad? The essence of the Upanishad, the Yoga Shastri, the uh, uh, this Upanishad and and, and and Scripture on Yoga. What is the, the dialogue between Krishna and Arjuna? Right. So the Upanishads have such beautiful mantras. You can just take one of these things and it's like, wow, this, they're very subtle, not easy to catch. Right. But that requires sadhana, requires purifying, purifying the mind to catch it, to understand it. Right. Uh, uh. In the in the Gita, Krishna, Lord Krishna says, "Mamatma, Gudakshesha, Gudakesha is the name for Arjuna, Sarvabhutasha Sitaha. Amam Atmaha, O Arjuna, I exist as a self. I am the Atman. Krishna Himself is I am the Atman. Where Sarvabhuteshaya Sitaha, established in all beings." So you see, even the Gita, these are these are big underlying verses. I call them underlying verses. These are big statements, right? There's a lot of things to get you to, to to get this point, right? I am the inner self of all being. right? So then, what is so? I'm I'm um, uh, um. Oh yeah, this is this one. I just I lost this verse. I was telling Atmaram uh, this morning. This, I read this verse. I found I found this verse many years ago at Amartantak in a book. Okay, this book, Prakrita by Swami Raghunathananda. I was like, ah, oh, this is so. This I love this. I mean, I, I wrote it down, typed it into my iPad, and then my iPad broke, and I got a new iPad, and it didn't. Whatever program I typed in it didn't get, and I, I was I was gone. The book got lost, and then I just in, in cleaning up old old suitcases a few days ago in the attic, which just says, oh look, you have some books. Like, ah. <laughs> so I found this morning I was able to find it, and I like this month of the very. It gives us a lot of hope, because fine, I am the self of all beings. The self, the the jiva is not different from the self. The self is not different. These are all really nice. They may be true, and Shankaracharya not uses reason and scriptural authority to show they're true, right? But that's something true and something known are two different things altogether, right? What's the benefit? How do we know it? If we're going to get benefit from this. Right, and become fearless, deathless, changeless, to know that about ourselves, to know that about, to have that inner uh, 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 experience, the ultimate experience. How do we, how do we, um, I'm going to lose time, how do we 
it seems impossible, right? Especially when you have language like the, it, it, in the past we've used this language that the self is never an object, right? It's only a subject. So how do you know something that's not a, that can't be known? <coughs> it's avachaniya, it can't be described. Avyakta, it's beyond words, right? You know, so pretty soon it's like, well, there's no chance, right? And we mentioned the Yoga Sutta says when the mind is still, then the, the seer rests in his own. We've given in bhakti, how the, how you can un, how you can know and think about that which is unknowable and not think about it. Krishna gets tied up. That's Krishna being tied up by devotion. It's possible, right? He allows himself to be known even though he's unknowable and unthinkable and beyond conception to be tied by our by little tiny mind, right? Which aren't so little. Um, uh, uh. But taking a step back, the Upanishad doesn't always harp on this. It's not trying. It's a, Actually, it's very. It, these points are very subtle. The Atman is subtle. It's easy to miss. We miss. I mean, it's the only reality, and we don't see it. Or in the devotion language, Ma is everywhere. We only see her, and we don't see her. Right. So that's the problem. Right. We're seeing God and don't see God. He's she's hidden in plain sight. Same with the Atman. Right. And using using more Vedantic language. Right. Uh, um, it says Esha Sarveshu Bhuteshu. Esha Sarveshu Bhuteshu. The topic is Atman, right? So I'm going to print parentheses. Esha, this, Atman, the topic, which comes in the next line. Sarveshu Bhuteshu is in all, again, Yadevi Sarva, in all beings. Same idea. So this Atman, which in the previous Gita said, Krishna said, I exist in all beings as the Atman. And he said, this Atman's in all beings. Gudho Atmana Prakashate. Right? It's hidden in all beings, this Atman. Right? But na prakashite. Prakash means shining. Right? Obvious, revealed. Right? A shining light is prakash. The light of awareness, the light of this is, you know, aka, uh, pradeep and akash, these two combined, right? So na prakash. So it's an, it's hidden inside all beings, in the essence, but we don't see it. It does it's not shown. Right? So that's our pro- obviously that's a great description in half another, I shall tell you in half a line, the problem. Of realizing Shankaracharya's other half line, right? This is half a verse. This perfectly describes the problem. This Atman is in all being, hidden in all beings, but not revealed, not seen, not shining, right? Drishite Tragraya Buddhya Sukshmaya Sukshma Darshibihi. But Drishite, it can be seen. It's not seen, but it can be seen. How is it seen? Tagraya Buddha was a very controlled, disciplined intelligence. Here's his buddhi, right? That's a, a means an intellect or intellect, but actually it's a lot. This is uh, now it comes. It has a larger meaning. Our inner faculties have to be trained, have to be made subtle, right? It's I am the subtle one. Also, the Gita uses sutatman, the subtle self, the unseen self, right? I'm subtle. And therefore, people don't see me. But I can be seen if the mind, if the intellect, if the mirror is polished, if the mirror, if the if the needle is cleaned. All the different ways we've used the different ways of describing it, right? Can be cleaned, can be known, right? Sukshmaya, sukshma darshabihi. If it's if the intelligence, through concentration and discipline, is made subtle, subtle and subtle. Or subtle enough to perceive the subtle. There's different ways to translate this verse. I'm on Sanskrit excerpt note in the full exact, but it, the, the meaning is there. The mind, a disciplined mind, a mind purified by sadhana, and my original idea was to talk on Yamas Nima. I have to do this next week because that's that's ultimately in, I know six minutes late rather than 
This is my, this is my setup to, to my four pages on the Yamas Niyamas. That's not going to happen tonight. <laughs> really, that was my topic was Yamas Niyamas. That's, that's Sanatana Dharma. And the Patanjali says, the, the, the Yamas, he says, these are everyone in all places under all conditions. Right? That's the, by definition, that was my setup, that's Sanatana Dharma. The Niyamas are specific to yogis and practitioners. That's a different thing. Right? That's, a, that's another set, also useful. But Yama, and so what are the, and, and then now my, my big, I had my Swami Shivan on the books, and I was going to talk on the main of the, of the Yamas Niyamas, the yogis constantly harp, or suggest, I don't want to use harp, but you know, like, Swami <laughs> Shivan on the harp, he bits you over the head with, with, with these words, right? Satyam, ahimsam, brahmacharyam, right? Ultimately, honesty, standing the truth of, of, of nonviolence and purity, right? He has a song, Satyam, uh, ahimsam, brahmacharyam. This is the essence of yoga and yoga and Vedanta, right? <laughs> and then he translated it as uh, truth, uh, uh, truth, nonviolence, and purity. This is the essence of religion and spirituality. <laughs> he makes it fit somehow, you know. You give him credit like that. But it's a, it's a powerful. This is that. Ultimately, we can think. And actually, that was my. Uh, to, we'll develop it next time. But this to, to bring this out. Uh, how to make the mind subtle, how to be dharmic, how to, what is sanatana dharma, what is, sanatana dharma is the action, the behavior that it lets us realize the sanatana, the eternal, the unchanging, the everywhere present, all the time, right? And we have lots of other things that support dharma, different types of, we have to do our duties and, and, and all the things, and, and our stages of life, and like that, but the essence has, and so that, it can be summarized. Swami Shivananda summarized. Our Guruji also used these same words. Ahimsa Brahm. Actually, it says Ahimsa Satyam Brahmacharya. Right? And, but that requires, that is the way you purify the mind, how you make it subtle. But it also requires great subtlety of mind to practice because it requires so much attention. Right? Even the rules, big Dharma Shastra rules, how you brush your teeth and which way you sit, which way, which way you point your head when you sleep, and which hand you use when you, when you eat, and which, you know, all this type of stuff, what part of your fingers you pour water out of. Right? Although, even all those rules, they have their purpose also. They have their purpose to bring very refined attention, remembrance. Right? And, and, and uh, this is sukshma, sukshma, darishipa, when the intelligence becomes very refined, very careful, and you and you're careful not to make mistakes. You're amazing. Like the first ahimsa is always mentioned, and, and the and Buddhists say ahimsa paramadharma. The Jain statement. It's also the Mahabharata says it's twenty. People say, oh, this is the introduction from Buddhism, right? People say that this term. It's a Buddhist and Jains introduce it. It's it's said twenty three times in one in one chapter in in, in Mahabharata. Ahimsa paramadharma. Ahimsa parama this. Ahimsa parama that. Ahimsa, you know, it's not just it's 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 there in traditional Hinduism also in the Puranas and Mahabharata. But that is like one principle, with again, one who hates his brother and loves God is a liar. What does it mean, what ahimsa is, is, like, you have to be so careful, so controlled, so refined in knowing the effect of your words and your actions, right? So you don't make a mistake, right? That's a great way to purify the mind, clean the heart, right? Purify the intellect, make it subtle to perceive what's, what's there, right? It's very good practice, right? Or uh, satyam, truth, amazing, you know, we, we make... One thing we lie, that's another thing, right? Now now it's become fashionable to lie, right? An expedient to lie. Right. But that's that's a very um, uh, Sri Ramakrishna he he said actually in the in the Bhagavatam, the four legs of religion, the last leg of religion that's standing is Satyam. And so we we do in people's homes the most common puja is Satyarayan Puja. Narayan in Kali Yuga is Satya. 
So the Padma Purana says. He says in other ages he was worshipped in all kinds of but actually in this age the only way we can worship him is Satya. That is, is that I, even he says that if you want to be happy in this world, in Kali Yuga, Satya. Right? Yeah. But Satya includes Brahmacharya, Satya includes Ahimsa. Right? It's very it's a very long and your words have to and even uh, Gandhiji, he didn't say, Oh, uh, uh, God is truth. He said truth is God. Right, he puts pressing. He says, "Better even if God, if God tells me to lie, I shall uh, accept the truth, not the, not God. Truth is more important. In this age, that's that's a script. He didn't make it up. It's in the scriptures, right? Narada Muni asked, asked Lord Narayan himself taught Narada Muni. Narada Muni taught uh, 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 the uh, uh, the rishis and and we get it this way. And I'll come to your house and do something in puja if you want. Right? This is the way it works. Right? <laughs> it's been passed down the stories of the, about the power of, of of keeping your word. But Sri Ramakrishna also he said actually. One time, there's a story where some Brahmananda came to him, and he said, and, and, and that time young Rukkal, and he says, I can't see your face, properly. it seems covered in clouds, right? And, and, and he says, did you, did you do anything, did you do any sin today, any wrong thing? He goes, no, I came from school, you know, I, I, I came straight here. I, had, I went to school, I met with my friends, I came straight here. He says, something, I can't see your face properly. Of course, Takur, every, every word has some deep meaning, right? Right, and, and uh, so he's not a regular person. And finally, he says, "Did you did you lie at all today?" He goes, "No, I didn't lie." Are you sure? Even joking? And he said, "Oh yes, yes, yes. Telling a story. I made a joke, and told a lie. So that's why I can't see your face clearly." Right. This is interesting. This is maybe Taco can see. He's seen through your face to the lie. So obviously, you can see his face clearly. But this is dust on the mirror, right? You know, that has an effect. Even a joke. And some, there's a difference between a joke, but something when you're like, even though you, when you like, you tell a story, but when you purposely like fool somebody, it's more like that, right? Because you see, if you don't know the effect of the of, of what's what suffering that will cause, embarrassment that will cause, then because even at the break of of satya, it's a break of of ahimsa, right? And also with your friends, these are people you love, isn't it? Right? So you're purposely lying to to cause embarrassment or something to those you love. Right, but we do it, we do it all the time. All the we we practical jokes and you know this part of like. But if you analyze, it takes a lot of care to actually live by such a mahimsam brahmacharya, mm-hmm. asteya, you know, all these different things. It's actually it's a full. It's as as a um, uh, Shivaraj Giri. It's full time yogi life, full time life, no sit down life. He said, <laughs> no sit down life. Right, it's it's, it's not easy. Full time full time job. Right, and, uh, uh, a lot of attention. And part of this attention purifies the heart. And, and, and sharpens the intellect and mind. So the last thing I'll read, this is, uh, this is from the end of the Vishnu Sahasrama. There are some verses towards the end. These are like Palstuti type verses, closing verses, not the verses that describe the names of Vishnu. These are other description. It says, Sarva Ghamanam Acharya. Acharya means action or behavior. Here it means good behavior or righteous behavior. Sadacharya, right? Good behavior. Satya Mahimsam Brahmacharya, that type of behavior. Sarva Gamanam, Gamanam Acharya. Good behavior is based, all the scripture says about behavior, that behavior is Pratamam uh, Parikalpate, uh, is given the foremost importance. Pratamam Parikalpate. So all the scriptures say that good behavior is the most important thing that we also believe. Achara prabhava dharmaho. And good behavior is established 
or comes from, that's a better word, dharma. Right? So it's based upon the dharma. And then it says, dharmasya prabhu achutaha. And where does dharma come from? Right? Behavior comes from all the scriptures, all religions, all saints, all rishis, all saints, all mystics, uh, uh, say, all gurus say that good behavior is very important, the most important. And good behavior is established, comes, has its foundations in dharma. And dharma, its foundations, here is its prabhu, its lord, its god, in other words, who created where he comes from, right, is achutaha, the name for Vishnu. I mean, this is the Vishnu Sasanama, so it's naturally a name for Vishnu. But it means the imperishable. The, and again, the unchanging, deathless, birthless, changeless. Right? So, uh, so by this careful uh, application, by careful bringing consciousness into every action, and, and trying our best to, uh, out of love and nonviolence, out of honesty and careful and, and, and accuracy, um, of gentleness, um, and, and, and purity and seeing others purity. So Sri Ramakrishna quotes uh, Tulsidas. Um, I haven't found it in Tulsidas, but he quotes Goswami Tulsidas. Uh, I haven't found it in, Ramayana, in Tulsidas Ramayana, but it must be there. Or a Bengali rendition of it. Tulsidas says, If speaking the truth and seeing other men's wives as your mother, right? Or we can translate that, you know, that's it. Tulsidas. With all his greatness, is definitely from the male perspective that we know from reading. It's a supreme devotional hymn, but it's it's very gendered specific, and 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 and, and many times in a, uh, uh, doesn't translate well into modern culture some of the statements. But we can this one we can use so or seeing every any uh, any men other than your husband. Uh, so uh, as uh, so seeing speaking the truth and seeing other man's wives. <laughs> yeah, other man's wives as mother. Right or other ma- other women's husbands as sons, you know how we, whatever work like that, you know. In other words, seeing them purely, not 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 lustfully, uh, respectfully. Right. If that doesn't get you God, right, then let it let the whole world know Tulsi is a liar. So he bases his whole reputation on two principles, right. And we know there, there's incredible content in Tulsi Das Ramayana. It saved, saved Hinduism, or Sanatana Dharma, you know, by the by the cries of Jai Sri Ram, North Indian. That's what kept religion alive in North India during a very difficult time, mm. right? We contribute that by bowing to Tulsidas. Uh, inconceivable his benefit of what he did, but he based the whole thing on the, these two principles. If you speak the truth and see people purely, you realize. If not, then I'm a liar. God's a liar. The Vedas aren't true. My things are true. Throw it all away. It's a very big statement. Big Hakur uh, <coughs> quoted it there, so it means this is also a very big statement of Sri Krishna. By quoting it, he was also saying it. So you can see, but it's not. If that's if this is enough to get you God, why don't we have God? Because it's not easy to be just to be in hundred percent truthful, hundred percent nonviolent, hundred percent pure in our look and our actions, mind, speech, and action. Right. Uh, so it's not easy. It takes a lot of attention, and that attention itself is scrubs the mirror of the mind, or cleans the the, uh, um, the uh, needle of the heart. If you were to use needle, that sounds so poetic, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> the needle of the heart. Um, uh, 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 but that's uh, the uh, uh, uh. and when the the needle of the heart is purified, or the mirror of the mind is shined. 
then the result is ahimsa, satyam, brahmacharya. Right? Therefore, the, these are the path and symptoms of success. Right? The sages are, Yoga Sutra says, in, in the, a software person, he's, in, he's established a non-violence. Somebody who's established a non-violence, there can be no enmity in front of them. Right? The words of an honest, when somebody is honest, his words come true. Right? These are all descriptions we think, well, these are all magical things we love. These are the siddhis, the yoga. these are the results of, this is the truth, man of shining. Right? So, real non-violence, real brahmacharya, and real satyam, real dharma can only happen. It's the, it's a symptom of realization and, 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 and uh, liberation, realization, pure devotion. But it's also the way to it by careful, that's called sadhana, right? It's also it's called siddhi. It's a perfection and the practice to attain that perfection. So we'll leave it there. I'm a little late. Thank you for your patience. And because I, it was a big thing. I didn't, I didn't have like a, a, a talk prepared. It's just thoughts that are how to bring out the thoughts. Give it my best shot. Thank you for your kind of session. It's late, so I, my also idea was, I thought really, my foolishness, I should know better, is I'd quickly go through this, right? get to yamas, niyamas, we never really discussed those things, right? And then we can have a discussion, because this, this is a good topic for discussion, right? So, anyways, <laughs> instead, we shall do arati. That's the future. Jai Makali, Jai Kapi. Adiyom Tatsat, all online. If anybody's in there on a, Friday, on a Saturday night, it should be out. Daima! Mm-hmm. You know how to turn my knees on? Govinda. <laughs> <laughs>